0: a session of albums filled with spectacular music and sound, Pink Floyd presents The Wall, their biggest achievement yet. Pink Floyd, The Wall, in wall-to-wall sound on Columbia Records and Tapes.
1: out there. The, the memory.
2: Welcome to the I Am Vinyl Podcast. My name is Pete, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in here at cnjradio.com, or if you're a subscriber via Apple Podcasts, or tuning in on Spotify. As you could see on your device of choice, and as you heard via the album Radio Ad and Movie Trailer Clips, which opened the show, today's episode is in honor of my favorite album of all time, Pink Floyd, The Wall, which turns 40 years old today, having been originally released on this day 40 years ago, on November 30th, 1979, and which was produced by Bob Ezrin, Roger Waters, David Gilmour, and James Guthrie. Soon after the original release of the album, it would go on to peak at number one on Billboard's Top 200 Albums, and stay in that spot for 15 straight weeks, eventually going on to sell more than enough copies to become another diamond-certified album in their discography. Along with Kiss's album Destroyer from 1976, this album would help in my becoming a fan of Bob Ezrin as a producer. As I mentioned in episode one of the I Am Vinyl podcast, in my Who Am I? introductory show, this is the album I strongly point to along with my original childhood hand-me-down collection of Kiss records and other assorted bands and artists, in which truly began my obsession with music and vinyl at a very early age and just a few months before I turned four years old. I briefly discussed my recollection of being with my father when he went to a record factory to buy the album sometime in early 1980, likely between January and February, as I do remember it being during the winter season and being bundled up. I still remember the old paper bag the album was placed in when he paid for the album as well with one of the old Record Factory logos printed on the bag in blue ink, with a bunch of records surrounding the store logo. By the time I was old enough to be buying my own records, those bags were long gone. I even recall that my father also picked up a vinyl album opener, in the shape of a vinyl record, to open the wall, and future purchases he made from then on. I could still recall my father opening the album once we were home, and cleaning the first LP, with a fiber brush that was as big as a blackboard eraser, before putting the album on to listen to for the first time. Then seeing the inner gatefold of the album with Gerald Scarf's artwork, and being mesmerized by all of it as I'd never seen anything like it. All while the album is initially playing through in the flesh. Then I can recall being startled by the baby crying as the intro to The Thin Ice kicked in out of the bombastic ending of In the Flesh. Certainly an all-new music listening experience for someone on the verge of turning four years old and who wasn't used to hearing anything like this before, which in hindsight is even more interesting to me, as the album as a whole contains a little bit of everything from modern rock of the time, with hints of disco, with the hit single Another Brick in the Wall Part 2, to throwbacks to doo-wop via background vocal sections in songs such as The Show Must Go On and In the Flesh along with orchestrated string arrangements and much of the Pink Floyd sound fans had become accustomed to from albums released prior to The Wall. It was also my first time in which I can recall hearing any cursing on any albums with such lyrics as, Mother, do you think they'll try to break my balls? And I've got 13 channels of shit on my TV to choose from, always being sources of entertainment, bringing out a few laughs from my father. When I'd eventually begin to accumulate my own little collection of hand-me-down records sometime after this, and began to notice the various center ring labels representing each record company, I do recall eventually then seeing the unique custom center ring labels for the wall on each side, in which you see more of Gerald Scarfe's animation and the wall getting taller as each side of the album is played, along with various characters heard throughout the story on each center ring in front of, or on top of the wall. These factors only made me want my own copy of the album eventually, and by the time my 12th birthday came around in April of 1988, I would finally get my own U.S. Columbia pressing of the album from my father, in which he purchased at, you guessed it, Record Factory. Shortly after, I'd see the movie in its original clamshell box, was available to rent at our local video store in the area, which was literally and simply called the video store and since the movie was rated r i asked my father if we could rent it which we did and i could still recall being mostly confused by the whole movie i wasn't nearly ready to understand it at all i at least understood much of the album itself by this time as i got older and life happens i would come to further understand and identify with the album even more and would purchase a few different cd variations of the album the immersion cd dvd box set from 2012 a VHS copy from the early 90s of the movie, and a couple of DVD versions of the movie along the way. A few years back, I even found a used Laserdisc somehow in the used vinyl section at Princeton Record Exchange for only $1.99, which I also decided to pick up just as a collector's piece, along with adding a couple of 180-gram remastered vinyl 2LP editions from 2011 and 2016. Finally, over nine years ago, on November 6, 2010, I would attend a Roger Waters concert at Madison Square Garden during his run where he and his solo band performed The Wall in its entirety, and I'm not ashamed to say that there were a few moments where I got choked up trying to sing along to the lyrics and this album that I've known so well for decades. It was easily my favorite concert that I've ever attended, I couldn't wait for the Blu-ray to be completed and released, and it truly lived up to my expectations, after having seen the show live in person. With that introduction completed, today's show is going to comprise of the entire album, played in sequence, based off three pressings of the album that I own in which I've put together. Side one is taken from my original U.S. Columbia Records pressing that I received for my 12th birthday on April 26, 1988. Side two is taken from the 2012 Harvest Records 180-gram 2LP remastered reissue set, which was originally released on February 28, 2012. Side 3 is taken from the 2016 Pink Floyd Records 180 Gram 2 LP Remastered Reissue Set, which was originally released on August 26, 2016. And finally, to bookend those last two sides of the album, Side 4 is taken from my original US Columbia Records pressing that I received for my 12th birthday on April 26, 1988. So, without further ado, let's see if you can notice any glaring differences with each pressing as we sit back and listen to my all-time favorite album as presented here by the I Am Vinyl podcast from three various pressings. Here's The Wall from Pink Floyd, the I Am Vinyl 40th Anniversary Edition.
0: Mama's gonna put all of her fears into you Mama's gonna keep you right here under her wing She won't let you fly, but she might let you sing Mama's gonna keep baby cozy and warm baby Because mama's gonna help build the world Ooh, babe. You'll always be baby to me.
1: Mother, did it need to be so high?
3: Sky. Yeah. yeah. bigger than our apartment.
0: Let me know when you're entering a room. Yes.
3: Uh, can I get a drink of water?
1: Love turns grey Like the skin of a dying man And night after night We pretend it's alright But I have grown older And you have grown colder And nothing is very much fun it,
0: Fight.
1: Is there anybody out there? With my poems in Got a bag A toothbrush and a combing When I'm a good dog They sometimes Throw me a me I got elastic bands Keeping my shoes on Got those Swollen hand blues I got Thirteen channels Of shit on the T got electric light. I got second sight. Got amazing powers of observation. telephone to you. I got a grand piano to prop up my mortal remains I got wild staring eyes And I got a strong urge to fly But I got nowhere to fly to, fly to. Does anybody here remember be rolling Remember how she said that we would meet again some sunny day? i And when they've given you their all, some stagger and fall, after all, it's not easy. Banging your heart against some mad brother's wall.
2: there you have it the official i am vinyl version of the wall from pink floyd which i hope you all enjoyed as much as i did in putting this episode together for the 40th anniversary of the album's original release and before i wrap up this episode i wanted to add a few fun facts for a couple of parts of this album diehard fans of the wall likely already know about these sections and facts about the album but for those who do and for those who don't You may recall a small section of backwards dialogue during the track, which precedes Young Lust. Here is that dialogue in reverse, in which you'll hear Roger Waters deliver a special message to fans who had decided to take their original vinyl copy for a backwards spin on their turntable during this very section. Congratulations on discovering the secret message. And lastly, the album opens and closes abruptly, where if you listen closely, you can hear some dialogue. If you take these pieces of the front end of the album and combine them together, they come to reveal this question. the voice presumably the character of pink is heard asking isn't this where we came in so with our being in the digital era if you edit the album carefully in combining the end of the album to the immediate beginning of the album you can listen to it on a loop in succession as many times as you want which i'm guessing Roger Waters and Pink Floyd did not envision back in 1979 but to me makes the album even more special and unique for having had this little easter egg embedded into the album in closing this album will always remain as my all-time favorite album because of its huge influence on me as a music fan and a musician david gilmore has remained as one of my all-time favorite guitar players and influences on my own playing certain messages on the album within itself have also helped me during my own personal struggles as we all endure from time to time in our lives it's truly hard to imagine my life having been without the album since I was exposed to it and Pink Floyd at such an early age. And so with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of the I Am Vinyl podcast, which I hope you all enjoyed as much as I did in putting this special episode together. And as always, I encourage you all to please check out our other shows here at cnjradio.com, the Wrestling House Show, Rock Strikes 10, the Synaptic Empire, Talking Rock, and The Last Theater. So until next time, Thank you so much once again for tuning in to the I Am Vinyl podcast, and we'll see you next time here at cnjradio.com.